Welcome to episode 84 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how was your night? Uh, not too bad. Uh, played my fourth standard deck in four weeks, and <laughs> for the first time I did not go 4-0 at uh, Standard Showdown. Uh. And it made me sad. But I went 3-1, and I was the only undefeated going into round four, and in classic John fashion, I lose to the pair down. Yeah. Because that's what I do. That's what you do. I mean, it would either been that or they would have offered the draw, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to play standard too, obviously, you know, because you handed me a deck and I tried it. But Here I'm, you uh, go. I'm 2-2, and I'm okay with that. I obviously made some huge mistakes. I never saw any of them. You were playing games most of it, yeah. but I made some big mistakes. And and our in the first round, our game two it was an absolute garbage fire of how <laughs> like tight that game was played. Like both of us, because he was on him uh, the uh, he was the, on Grixis Sarkon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was on the um, uh, Jeskai list with Drakes. Yep. And um, I had a Nezahal out, and he had a Niv Mizzet out. And um, uh, like we were missing trigger. And, like, okay, so we have to do like it was just like yeah, going into game three. He's like, yeah, I think we both owe it to ourselves to play that <laughs> to play a little tighter. This one, I'm like, yes, yes, we do. Because <laughs> he was in the same boat as me. Yeah, so. Scott's really, really good about stuff like that. Like, yeah, he's he's the first time I encountered him ever. Uh he showed up at the store randomly. Never seen him before. He gets the round one buy. Mm-hmm. And he gets paired up against me. And he's like, I feel like this game is going to go a long time. I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. And we're both playing control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my first encounter with him was a control mirror. And, <laughs> yeah, he he's perfectly willing to, like, you know, he's willing to admit when he screws up. Yeah. And he, you know, he's very, like, you know, he's also willing to tell you when he thinks you screwed up. Oh, yeah. And there's just it's really interesting actually discussing, um like, really grindy deck lines with him because mm-hmm. he's he's a very particular mindset about magic that i can i can personally really appreciate so mm-hmm. yeah but it was it was a good game with him in any case even though i lost that round but it got, got, i mean did you say like game three i think you said he had um uh all of his niv misses like yeah <laughs> like you finally killed one and he had three more in hand i'm like oh i'm God. like there's no way i'm winning this <laughs> but yeah so yeah. but yeah, it's it's good times getting dipping my feet in the stone. I like that deck better than I thought actually. So I was kind of surprised that you actually enjoyed it just because it's it's not your style of control. No, it, it, like I want more kill spells in it is the thing and yeah. I'm like eh. The thing yeah, that's the thing is the deck treats it treats drakes as removal spells. Yeah, and I I figured that out a couple times. Yeah. Um like, with some things like you know I think the way I killed one of his Niv Mizzets was block with a Drake, discard a bunch of cards to Nezahal or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, play another Niv Mizzet. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Jerry Thompson is really big on Drakes because mm-hmm. he says they answer every problem that, he answers the two main problems that Control has. Mm-hmm. Uh, Control has problems with Carnage Tyrant, and it has problem with Banefire. Yep. And it can race both. Or it can trade with the Carnage Tyrant, right? Yeah. Like, and as a result of that, like the Drakes just they do they fix the main issues you have post board. Yeah, but they're also they also make your deck weak to removal yourself. So, and that's kind of the the thing. Like the last round I played against an Atrata deck. Yeah, <laughs> um, it ate two of my Drakes. Yeah, but um, uh, I think it was game that was game two. Game one, I think I like they played out a bunch of stuff, and I was like, I had a Drake out, and I'm like deafening clarion <laughs> attack you for 11 <laughs> like you know seems good seems good but i do i actually do really like the wombo combo of deafening clarion with drake in play it feels good because like, you're like gain all the life yeah gain a million <laughs> kill you yeah. i think that was also no round three or round, game two of that one because i went 2-0 that was the the game where i was like to fairy and I missed my. I had a Niv Mizzet out and missed my t- missed my draw cards because I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. I was like Teferi, plus one, you know, draw a card, do that stuff, uh, play a Teferi over the top and draw a pick a plus one. I missed it completely, like two times. Oops, <laughs> oops, but oh well, I suck. But that yeah, was all good. So, all right. So today we're talking kind of a little off the top. Uh. Before oh. we start, yes. something that I thought about today and completely forgot to mention to you. Oh, okay. The Pro Tour is next week. Oh, 
I haven't even thought about that. Yep. Huh. Are we are we drafting? <laughs> we probably should, but I usually have to think about it, so I'm go not, for, let's go for it. The fact that there's been like almost no standard coverage makes it ridiculously hard to predict who's going to do well. Yep. So I'm kind of like, eh, about it, but... All right, you know. let's, let's do it anyways. Right. Okay, who do you first pick? Owen. Okay. Screw you. You're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know who's on a tear right now, but... Um, uh, currently, Luis Salvato and um, Seth Manfield. I was gonna are say going I usually to, was, they're they're going to be playing for Player of the Year. So. I was gonna say like Seth Manfield was my pick in my head, so yeah. I'm gonna take Seth. All right, okay. I'll take Luis then. Just Luis Salvato. Luis Salvato. Not actually. <laughs> there's there's two LSVs now, which is really weird. But yeah, I'll take Luis Salvato. Okay, just because you said I'm gonna take Luis Scott Vargas, even though he's is he playing even? Uh, yes. He is. As I say, I, I know he's been kind of, but okay. I'll take even though I know he's not really crushing this format more than and likely. Whatever you know his name, so yeah. it helps. Okay. Uh, I'll also I'm gonna be cheap and also take Brad Nelson. Oh yeah, that's a good pick. <laughs> he's a standard master. Yeah, Brad Nelson is super serious. Didn't he just like top just eight got GP? Do sec- second in a Grand Prix, losing to Control, the one bad matchup? Seems fine. Okay. <laughs> Seems. Seems legit. Um, oh gosh, now I got to think here. Who's doing well right now? Luis Salvato, Seth. I haven't watched any coverage or anything. What did I pick last time? I'll just pick the last name I know because we talked about him recently. Jerry T. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Jerry T's great. Oh, I don't remember how we talked about the context we talked about him, but can I actually change one of my? Oh, okay. Can I, can I change my last pick? Okay, fine, whatever. If you care. want, you can take Brad Nelson. I'm gonna change that pick only. Okay, because that pick is obviously really good. I'm gonna let it go. I want Tom Ross because he's playing on the Pro Tour. Okay, I'm gonna allow this. And the man literally just came out of R and D. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we'll let this one go. The last time someone came out of R and D and played on the Pro Tour, they immediately top aided. Really? Who's yep. that? Uh, Melissa DeTora's husband. Oh, uh, uh, Frank Lepore? Yeah, Frank Lepore. Immediately top-aided. That was modern, though, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't care. Okay. Because <laughs> didn't he top-eight with the, during the Eldrazi stuff? Yeah. Okay, because I remember that. Cause he his, was, his own he was build playing, of Eldrazi. Wasn't he playing the best draft deck you ever saw? Or no, that was somebody else. Yeah, that entire top-eight was the best draft deck. Like, that was ridiculous. But <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, so... I want I want Tom the boss Ross because he's playing the Pro Tour and it's sweet and Tom's awesome. Okay, I'm gonna stick with what I got just because that's fair. That's what it is. Even though Brad Nelson is a phenomenal pick, he's probably gonna top eight and I'm gonna regret my life decisions. But I don't care. Tom's sweet. I hope I hope you lose again because and, I didn't take Brad. Yes, and because you didn't take Brad and literally like if you would have taken him, you would have won because that would just make me laugh. But honestly, Tom is gonna go like zero yeah. and four drop, and I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, but eh, whatever. That's what, that's what this is. So, <laughs> it's I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with this format because like I have no, you know, with GPS in like two weeks, yep. and I haven't thought about it at all hardly. Yep. Like it's terrible. I haven't even got a full deck built on Arena yet. I haven't even done that. So it's like. I haven't even registered with the main event. Maybe I should do that, probably. Probably should. Okay. I might be taking that Drake deck. But <laughs> okay. There's so many... Like, there's literally not enough time to test all the decks I want to test. And it's annoying me. Yeah. But, I don't know. That's how it goes. Can I just play Snake? <laughs> In modern. <laughs> I could get beat. Yeah, okay. Actually, I have to get a modern deck and borrow legacy cards from you. <laughs> I probably should get this, get this shit together. You need to get, you need to get your shit in line, yeah. Uh, okay. So, you should just main topic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll figure out the, the GP stuff probably next week or something. Yep. Um, okay. So yeah, our main topic. So this actually came about because I tend to lurk the um, uh, custom magic uh, subreddit, and every once in a while, not super frequently, I'll be like, "This card's interesting." I'm posted for on in our little Facebook chat for discussion. Yep. So like, some of them are just like, "I like this mechanic. This is sweet." Some of them are like, "Oh, I you know this." card as a whole is really cool blah 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 this is an interesting use of existing mechanics and i think this card i posted because i was like i think i posted i was like this card is broken isn't it yeah (laughs) i think that's literally what i said i believe my response was uh swear word yes yeah i think you're just like i want this and it was like i don't know it was some red creature but it was this it was like a five mana four four yeah 
Was it even that? I thought it was like a four, like a four mana four two or a five mana four two. But it, it had even power and toughness. Oh, okay. And it was it was like barely below the vanilla test. Yeah. Because it was a vanilla creature otherwise. Yeah. Like in draft, you would begrudgingly play it if you had to yeah, you'd get be like, extra yeah, cards yeah, in there. You'd be like, sure, fine, whatever. But the thing is, is that the ability it had was cycling, right? Yes. For the cost of discard a card. Yes. And th- th- this all came up in the this, the thread then and stuff like that. But we looked at that card and we're just like, oh my god, this is an instant four of in every dredge deck ever made. Yep, every dredge deck, uh, a lot of reanimator decks. decks yep, like, <laughs> like, and, and if you're so playing we, a graveyard, if if you're playing Snapcaster Mage, you probably look at this card and give it a good side eye. Yeah, you're like, hmm. you don't play it, but you consider it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> if you're playing a deck that cares about your graveyard. That card is bonkers. Like, zero mana instant speed, discard a card, draw a card. Like, that's pretty good, like, <laughs> yeah. in a lot of decks. Like, sure, it's, just, car, it's card disadvantage. Or even zero but... mana cycling is basically what it is. Like, Or like, zero, zero mana, you know, cast a spell, draw a card. Like, yeah. you don't get storm count or anything, so, you know, you're not throwing in storm. But, mm-hmm. like, still, that's really, really good. Like, you know, and it, it got us on the discussion of... Free discard outlets are are incredibly unassuming. Yeah, people don't realize how good yep. free discard is. Yep. I believe that was my, I was literally standing in the freezer of my work truck, and I like sent that message. I'm like, people don't understand how good free discard is. Yep, and that kind of <laughs> spawned this topic of there's a lot of things that people tend to not value properly like they don't realize how good these mechanics are and it may not even be that they're broken but they're just better than people think they are to some degree and we have we kind of just came up with a number of things that we realize that people just don't don't value well enough or don't take into full consideration i guess yes there are a lot of recent things that like like they exemplify relatively recent things that do exemplify some of these things very very well where people very much misevaluated mm-hmm. the card when they first saw it. Yep. Not realizing, holy shit, that card's good. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> and so we just came up with a few here, and maybe we'll tack some onto our list throughout the conversation. Who knows? Yeah. But um, uh, these are just some that we came up with that we kind of just wanted to talk about really quick and kind of explain why they're so good, mm-hmm. and um, uh, maybe even when they're not good and stuff like that. But obviously, so the first one is free discard outlets. Yes. Like, I mean, the cycling one is just like... I mean, Street Wraith is a great card in Dredge. Yep. But, like... Well, it it doesn't currently see play in modern Dredge. Yeah, okay. But it has seen play in older versions of yep. Dredge. Because it's free. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... Can you just imagine, like, looking at your hand and being like, okay, I can bin any card I want in my hand and just go crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. Well, a really good recent example of this is Insolent Neonate. Oh, yeah. That card. 1-1 one, one for 1 Red Menace. Yep. Garbage. Garbage card. Garbage card. <laughs> the classic 1, one mana 1-1 one, one in red with some sort of terrible ability. Yeah, like haste. It also has the added <laughs> ability of sacrifice <laughs> sacrifice this creature. I got Discard a card. Because of my Raging Goblin Shade. <laughs> Draw a card. Yes, you did. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and... That means that for the little cost of one red, you can jumpstart any any dredge. Yep. Like, the card does not currently see play anymore because they've gotten other things, but, like, that card did see play in dredge. Oh, yeah. That card is, in and of itself, is a actual combo with bridge from below. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. the bridge sees it sacrifice itself, and you get a 2-2 zombie. Huh. Yeah. There funny, funny, Funny how paying for cost works, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was actually a really big thing for me when I was playing a Vengevine deck, or Bridgevine, rather. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, turn one, that, go, attack you for one, second main, sack it, discard bridge, get a 2-2, two, two, draw a card. Jeez. <laughs> it was sweet. Good times. Huh. But yeah, like, when I first signed Selenian, I'm, I'm like, oh, that card's bad, I don't care about it. And then suddenly it's like, oh, this card's seen playing modern. Yeah. Hmm. Because, damn. Yeah. Like, being able to pitch cards out of your hand for free is just always, mm-hmm. like, you know, you feel like discarding cards is a um, a negative a lot of times. But if you're a deck that's, like, built around that, it's so powerful. It's like, I just get another hand, like, is mm-hmm. you know, out of my graveyard. 
I mean, like, look at look at so many things that have, you know, came out just in general that are, mm-hmm. like, you know, legacy mainstays. Like, we've always had careful study. One yep. blue, draw two, discard two. Yep. We have faithless looting, which is just a strictly better careful study at this oh, yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Like, there, people refer to faithless looting as being the modern brainstorm. Yeah, it and, kind of is. Like, that card can just do dirty, dirty things. Mm-hmm. Cathartic Reunion. Yep. You know. Oh gosh, that card people were calling for heads with the the dredge or that dredge deck. They were calling for that card to get banned. Yeah, instead, I mean, of, instead of the um uh, some other card. And it still sees play. Yeah. Like to this day. Because like, you know, on turn two, you discard two dredgers and you draw three. Like yeah. it is ridiculously explosive. Mm-hmm. And that card is just it's 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 card neutral. Yeah. You spent a card, discard two cards, you drew three cards. You're yeah. down nothing, but it jump starts things so quickly just because of the order that you do it in, mm-hmm. which makes it insane. Yeah. I mean, like, even um, in the current standard, the jumpstart cards. Yes. Like, the the Phoenix X is built off those. Absolutely. It's like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to discard a Phoenix to recast this radical idea. Yeah. Get back my Phoenix and run you over. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, I mean, it's not even like, like, radical idea is not, you know, if you look at the effect, it's, it's, it's very mediocre. It's not a great card. Yeah. Like, but when you tack on the ability to just, like, basically for free pitch a card out of your hand, it's just insane. And I think that's something that we, like, when we were probably looking at the cards before the set came out, like, I don't think we took that really into account all the way. Like, how that, that is actually a benefit in a lot of ways. Yeah, when I'll, I will admit, when I first saw Arclay Phoenix, I thought it was a bad card. Oh, I thought that card was garbage. It's like, oh, it's another bad Phoenix yeah. that Red gets, because... Red always gets garbage phoenixes, although Rekindling Phoenix is gas. Dude, Rekindling Phoenix is great, and I love that card. But suddenly it's like, you know, Arc Lake Phoenix is like, it immediately stopped playing modern. Like, like what? it's in the modern deck that I'm currently playing, because yeah. it's sweet as hell, like, yeah. which is just ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, because, and it, the deck, Arc Lake Phoenix takes advantage of you being able to discard it for free. Yeah. Like, it makes faithless looting insane. Yeah, it's like, like being able to play faithless looting and then just be like, oh, I can discard the cards I want to get into my grave. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. you're literally losing nothing. It's basically like, in, in the best case, it's like draw four cards. Yes. Like, <laughs> which is ridiculous to think, you know. Like, I have actually gone turn one faithless looting, pitch two phoenixes, Yep. turn two manamorphose, lava spike, lava spike. Smack you with phoenixes. I did that. Like, yeah. get on know. my level. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I technically discarded two cards, but I basically draw two cards. So, magic, sweet guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the crazy thing is, is that like that that whole phoenix thing. Like, yeah, you're talking about the modern deck of it and everything, but like, even still, like, that's standard. Yeah. Like. You know, radical idea and the Phoenix and stuff like that. We're not even talking about decks that are going way, way, way back. Like this is still this is something that's currently good and un- and was undervalued when I think we were just reading the cards. Yeah, like in in the last two Grand Prix, there was I think between the two top eights, mm-hmm. there was three Phoenix decks. Yeah, three or four. Like yeah. the deck is standard playable, and and mm-hmm. it plays four Tormenting Voice, <laughs> four Radical Idea. And four chart, of course. Yeah. All of those cards have a very specific phrase on them. Yes. Discard a card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things to look out for and pay attention to what else is around and what you can do with it. And, you know, as I said, we missed it. I'm sure other people missed mm-hmm. it, but people smarter than us got it. So kind of on the same vein, um, another thing that I think people way, 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 way undervalue, free sacrifice outlets. And I think, I think people are getting on this. This one people realize now, though. Yeah, they're... There have been multiple standard decks and standard deck ideas I've had. Just over the past year, I'm like, man, I wish we had a good sacrifice yeah. outlet. Like, because we had, we had Yeheni, mm-hmm. who could sacrifice a creature to make her indestructible. And that's just not quite good enough. Yeah. Like, I was talking to someone, and I was like, man, I really wish Carrion Feeder was modern legal. And they're like, is that card even good? I'm like, that card is amazing. <laughs> I guarantee, like, I would... Putting a plus one plus one counter on my creature is so much better than Scry One. Oh yeah, like because it's that versus Visar yeah. Visar Seer, right? Yeah, and I was like, 
trust me, if I had carrion feeder, I would do dirty, dirty things yeah. with bridge fine. Yeah. Well, like, Viscera CRCs play in a ton of places, like, yeah. or relatively at least. And, like, that's not even a good card, like, realistically. No, it's solidly okay, but it's, it's, it's played in the, the, yeah. the well, it, in the old versions of the Malira Company deck. Yep. Like, you know, it allows you to go infinite because it's a one mana sack outlet. Yep. People, like, that's why it's good. Like, sure, you scry one after sacrifice a creature. It's like, sure, you can who cares? You can kind of rebuild from a, a board wipe, right? Mm -hmm. Or, like, you scryed a good card on top and lose literally everything. Yeah. But, like, no, it's there because it's a free sacrifice outlet. Mm -hmm. um, back when Ravnica was first the set, the Aristocrat deck. Yep, Cartel like, Aristocrat. Cartel Aristocrat was, like, the bomb digging. And then Falconrath Aristocrat was, like, yep. the, you know, older big sister from back in... Ixalan. Nantuko Husk. Yeah, Nantuko Husk was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Innistrad, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's all good. But, like, yeah, Nantuko Husk, you know, when it was in Origins, when it was in Odyssey. Like, I guess, or, no, it was printed in Onslaught. It was Odyssey, in sorry. Onslaught. Yes, Onslaught, because it's the morphed the yeah. morph symbol. That's yeah. what I remember. That's what I was like. Yeah. And it was in yeah, Scourges of the Darken. Yeah. <laughs> hand Dargans. Because um, everybody can hear us make hand movements. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, like, that's that's another one of those things. It's like, oh, sacrificing a creature is a penalty. I'm reducing my board. It's like, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> no. Yeah. We literally, like, when we talked about my personal, you know, most, most oh, card, yeah. you know, my personal spell uh, signature spellbook, like, Nantuka Husk is on there because it's a free sack outlet, and it was just great. Like, mm -hmm. it enabled one of the most broken decks standard has seen in a long time. Yeah. That deck was gas. So. But, yeah, I mean, like, even, like, I don't know, like, my, my bad Mirren deck play is, you know, Viscera Seer, I think, even, which I probably should find a better card, but, like, or, uh, what's that stupid, that vampire that gets plus two, plus two? Oh, Blood Baron? Blood... No, no, the one before it. Uh. uh it's not the, is this... it's the creepy girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was Blood Baron. No, Blood Baron is the, like, little kid. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about the one... There's a different one where it's, like, some... I can't remember what it's called. I think it's plus two, plus two, but... Oh! Two mana, two mana, one... Bloodthrown Vampire. There we are, Bloodthrown Vampire. That's the she's one. She's, like, licking her hands. Yeah. 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 She's, like, the the young woman... Yeah. ...who's creepy as all hell. Yeah. As opposed to the little girl who's creepy that's as all hell. That's where I'm going. Yeah. But, like, that card is even, like, legit. I think on, um, uh, when... Arena was first out. Oh, not Arena. Um, uh, duels. Not Duels of the Planes Market, but just, like, Duels, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I had a black deck that ran that and, um, uh, like, Perilous Mirror and stuff like that. They actually they actually got rid of Perilous Mirror out of the pool because it was too good. That's Because of fantastic. that whole, like, stuff. Like, <laughs> But, like, you, there's something you could do to cycle them, like, to, like, free sack to to the vampire with mm -hmm. like perilous mirror does its damage and you can like regrow it somehow or i don't remember if, i think it was like gravedigger was in the format or something like that but like there's a bunch of dumb stuff you could do because that had like origins lily so you could like flip it and then like oh yeah alter and then like sacrifice it there and just do stupid shit all day like it was just like you know even have it, like that card is not particularly great either, but like no, it's that a two mana one one. Yeah, it's a two mana one one that you have to sacrifice creatures to to make it good. And but like that card was still just an enabler, like mm -hmm. you know. And it's very rare the cards themselves that are broken in these cases. Just being able to throw things like for free sacrifice things is just good. Mm -hmm. Like, like as long as the sacrifice gives you a noticeable benefit, that's all that matters, right? Mm -hmm. Like because you don't, you can't just literally be like. Yeheni was not good enough, because all yeah. it did was give her indestructible, right? Mm -hmm. There was no true payoff for sacrificing creatures in that sense. Like, you yeah. couldn't incrementally grow her at all. Um, that's why some people experimented with, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it was from Aether Revolts. It was a three mana 2-2. Two -two. You could sack an artifact or creature at sorcery speed to give it a plus one, plus one counter. Ugh. The problem with that was it was sorcery, sorcery speed. Because that's the nice thing, like, you know... Bloodthrown Vampire, even like that, which we agreed is not super great, but like you attack with that, and it's like they're forced to do something now because mm -hmm. it's like I have a bunch of you know dumb tokens or shit like that, and it's like I can't let it through because they'll just blow their board up and kill me, like mm -hmm. you know, and like having not being able to surprise like that is 
yeah. such a problem. Like, yeah, it's an onboard trick, but it makes your opponent play very specifically around it. It is one of those cards that kind of makes people go a little nanners, too. Like, they just kind of go a little crazy. Like It, it was the same thing in Rally, playing Nantuko oh, Husk. Yeah. You just attack into your opponent with a 2-2. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if they don't block it, they die. Mm-hmm. And if they do block it, you just eat a creature. Like, yep. You don't have to sack your whole board mm -hmm. to it. You just, like, yeah. all right, this creature dies. Oh, yeah. Oh, you decide to block with a few creatures? All right, let's trade, you know. Yeah, even even when they put costs on the cards, like, they can still be good, which is, you know, like, uh, Thalid Omnivore from uh, Dominaria. Like, in draft, that yeah, card in, was legit as in shit, In draft, man. that card was good. If that card yeah. didn't have the criteria of paying a mana, oh, my it would have been insane. That card would be bonkers. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And it's four mana, what, a four mana, two, two? Three, three. Three, three? Oh, uh, that's yep. good. Yeah. It is hill giants. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, in draft, that card was gas. Like, mm -hmm. I could not imagine, like, how that format would, like, how things would be different if that was a free cost. Yeah. Insane as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that card was already debatably, like, the second best black common. Which is just insane like, to think. It was, and, like, some people, there were some decks that would play that over Impale. Or not impale, eviscerate. Whatever I I don't think that's correct. I don't think that's correct. Almost ever. LSV is of the opinion that some decks would rather have that. I don't think that is correct. Almost ever. I obviously know more about Magic than LSV here. <laughs> also, really, really, really like pile of good cards. Yes, this is true. I would rather just play a giant pile of cards that are all like sevens and eights instead of playing, you know. <laughs> A couple, a, a couple ones and twos that combo together to make tens. Like it's just that's just me. That's why it sucks so bad at Ravnica. Yep. <laughs> so so synergy based. Ugh. Also, the draft strategy is just draft a better surveil deck than your opponent, which sucks. But I just rare draft because people like passing me shocklands. Really? In real life? Like why? I don't know. I don't get it. People don't understand the value of a ten dollar bill. I guess. I, I guess. Like, I'd be like, okay, sweet. There's a there's a pack of cards I just drew out of this one. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> feels good. I think I've pulled three shocklands in all the packs I've opened so far, which is not many, mm -hmm. and I am very very happy with that. During the pre-release, shocklands were opened before. very very little. I noticed there was very few shocklands going around in the pre-release. Really, but once release happened, shocklands are just like they're raining like candy out of the packs, hmm. which is really because it's really interesting because you know like they do seed the pre-release packs, right? Yeah, they want to have a good experience. I think they realized that new players don't like opening lands, so they specifically put it a seed with didn't have many lands. Maybe, <laughs> and then they're just like, all right, people who buy boxes love lands. Yeah. Let's just shove them out at people. Yeah, I think I've put like four lands or something like that since i've like started yeah it's been ridiculous what did i trade you uh sacred foundry that's what it was because i have four of those okay so because it's, it's like yeah sacred foundry temple garden and two overgrown or overgrown two yep yeah that's what i've gotten so far which is absurd for lands gosh i wish i was pulling lands like that back in cons era <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but yeah okay so uh the next one on our list that is uh I, I don't think people really rate underrate this, but I also don't think they realize it, it has to be assessed in the right thing. This is like overrated and underrated in some places, but it's cost reductions. Yes. Do you recall what everyone thought of Treasure Cruise when it was printed? Uh, that it was unplayable garbage, and why is Wizard even bothering printing this card? Yep. Remember what card got banned from every format but Standard? Yes. <laughs> and you, then what followed suit? The other card that did the, the same thing. The other card that did the same thing. You, you want to know what common is played in Legacy and Modern from the, that set also? A 5-5. Five, five. A 5-5 five, five vanilla creature. <laughs> a 5-5 five, five vanilla creature. Let's talk about cost reduction. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. And, like, Delve is obviously a very, very severe case of, like, yeah. people did not understand how good these cards yeah, were. Yeah, people did not understand how easy it was to activate those cost reductions. Yes. Like, it was, you know, absurd. Like, the the fact that Gurmog Angler is, like, a card that is in, like, like multiple legacy and modern decks blows my mind to yeah. this day. Like, I look at it and I'm like... Really, like it is one of the closers for Grixis Control, one like, of the best decks in Legacy. Yeah, like, uh, like what? Like, 
Like, this is literally a 5-5 five, five vanilla creature for, what? Seven. Seven mana. Okay, it's a 5-5 five, five vanilla creature for one mana. Yes. <laughs> like, but that's the power of cost reductions and stuff like that. The, the, when people, when uh, Treasure Cruise was first spoiled, people looked at it and were like, you're never going to be able to reduce it that much. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, and, and everybody was up in arms because they're like, oh, this is, you know, what, eight mana to draw three cards? This is bullshit. Like, how can you even do this? And then they played with it and realized, oh, this is just literally Ancestral Recall. Yeah, and then people remembered that Thoughtscar was a magic card. Yeah. Which is literally Dark Ritual draw card <laughs> in regards to Treasure Cruise. Yeah. That's pretty good. Dark Dark Ritual draw <laughs> card combined with your lands that go to the graveyard. Yeah. You can literally go fetch Thoughtscour, turn two, fetch Thoughtscour, Treasure Cruise. Yeah. Like, that is a thing you can do. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> That's, that, that is absolutely bonkers. Like, like uh. you know, and another once again another really really good example of this that was very very recent, Aetherworks Marvel. Yeah, because you're cheating on mana. You're cheating on mana. You got yep. to put Emrakul in play way earlier than you should have. Mm-hmm. You got to put Ulamog into play way Weird. earlier than you should have. Like, mm-hmm. turn five, either of those things is just insane. Mm-hmm. And like that's what like they people. They banned the wrong card first. I mean, debatable, Emrakul debatable. should have been banned. But they... I mean, I think other decks could have played Emrakul to great result, too, though, is the problem. I mean, it did, right? There was a yeah. Black Green Delirium yeah, deck, exactly which there. did play Emrakul. Yep. But the big thing about that is, like, they still banned Emrakul, and then they still had to ban Aetherworks Marvel two months mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Because Aetherworks Marvel is still really powerful. It doesn't matter what you're putting into play, as long as it's ridiculously expensive and powerful, mm-hmm. because... It's ridiculously expensive. Yeah. It's basically unexpected results, but not crap. Yes. Like <laughs> noticeably not crap. Yes, noticeably. Fun fact, I have actually seen a modern Aetherworks Marvel deck. That makes me sad because I just want to play unexpected results, but now this will break our rule. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually better. It it does die to artifact hate. Okay. Which, uh, compared to uh, unexpected results, which just dies. Yep. <laughs> but still. It's nice not losing to a braid. Fair, yeah. Or vandal blast, vandal blast. Oof. But, <laughs> yeah, like so. I mean, any of these, you know, cost reduction things are just people can undervalue it, or people can sometimes overvalue it in a lot of ways too. Like, I feel like a card that people go both like I've seen people undervalue and overvalue is Goblin Electromancer. Yes. The problem is, is they overvalue it in the wrong situations. And then, like, don't realize how good it is in the places it needs to be. Yeah, like, Electromancer... There's a reason why Storm stopped playing the Pyromancer's Ascension when they got Baral, Chief of Compliance. Because they got a second Electromancer, which made the deck so much more consistent and so much more powerful as a result of that. Like, a big part of the um is it phoenix deck and standard work you know being so explosive is turn to electromancer and you untap with it yep which if you untap with it you suddenly can have a fe- multiple phoenixes and play on turn mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. uh phoenixes also fall into that category you're cheating on mana you're yep. not spending the four mana for your three two flyer mm-hmm. you know uh same for vengevine you know, yep. you're not spending four mana for your four three haste. I well, in most situations, I have hard cast so many vanish fights. Yeah. We can probably combine this one to some degree with our next point, which is free spells, which is yeah, <laughs> this exact thing. Like the phoenixes, which we talked about earlier, Vengevine, you know, stuff like that. Like Aetherworks Marvel yeah. is the prime example too. Cabal therapy, They're... very very innocuous free spell, yep. but it's a free spell. Like it is a wombo combo with young pyromancer. <laughs> Right, Gitaxian probe. That that is probably one of the most unassuming ones ever. Exactly. Like how good that card is. Yeah, like um, I've I'm pretty sure I've said it before. Uh, Patrick Sullivan was like a few years ago. He was like, every deck in Legacy not playing Gitaxian probe really needs to think about why they're not. Yeah, and then the card got banned like half a year ago. Yeah, from every format and restricted advantage. Yeah. Is it banned in Legacy? Yes. Oh yeah, they did. Yep. Sorry, I, I was like, I was like, that was the last, like, the last one they did was Legacy. Okay. Yeah, they it, it got banned in Legacy okay. because the cards just it's mm-hmm. it's free. Two life is not a cost. No, most of the time it's not a cost. The, the vast, vast, vast majority of the time it yeah. doesn't matter. Two life is not a cost. It replaces itself, 
and it's so much information, and it just it puts a card in your graveyard for storm things count like too. Delve. Like it just yeah. does a bunch of things for one for no mana. Yes, like it does a bunch of things for almost nothing, mm-hmm. and it's just it's insane. Like yep. you know, <sighs> yeah, I it's I think when people look at the 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 whole free slash reduced costs and stuff, they think about the things that explicitly say they're reducing costs and stuff like that, instead of trying to work around that to some degree. Like, I don't think people looked at the Phoenix and went, oh, sweet, a free Phoenix. Yes. People looked at it and went, well, that's a... Th- that's a know. lot of hoops you have to jump through. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, that's a lot of hoops you have to jump through, and it's three mana. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of, you know, once once people realize that it's like, oh, you can just dump it to, you know... Thardic reunion or faithless looting or whatever like that and go off you know go off like a crazy person like then it started to really really click there but like people missed you know missed that piece and like i'm trying to think of any of the cards but there's some cards that you know reduce the cost of things that are just not um chief engineer yep like that card was not particularly great nope and it's ev- playable what vintage playable? Everything's vintage playable. Origins okay, ball players are vintage playable. <laughs> um, Slash Panther is vintage. Was vintage playable. Um, <laughs> like vintage just throws out all the rules of yeah, everything. Like vintage it, is the most beautiful format. It is. But um, <laughs> what cards do you play when cost absolutely does not matter? Um, <laughs> it's basically pack wars, but constructed. Um, so, but like. Like, that card's just not good. Like, Chief Engineer was just not good. But everybody was crapping their pants over it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was an obvious, air quotes, cost reduction. But the hoops you had to jump through were, were real. Like, they're, they're actually real costs. And, but like, you know, when you put that side by side with the Phoenix, it's like, you know, you look at them and you think, you would automatically think, well, this card enables things. This card's probably better. But... It's the other way around in a weird way. Like, yeah, one of the one card that I really like in regards to free spells that people don't realize just how ridiculously powerful it is, is Dread Return. Oh God! Because there have been multiple oh, Dread. God. There have been multiple Dredge players who are like, "Can we just have Dread Return in Modern?" And who was it? Aaron Forsyth is the one who created it, right? Like, it's actually so. his card. I'm pretty sure. And he himself is like, "No, no." And they're no. like, "Well, what do you know about?" It? He's like, "I literally made the card. It's yeah. too powerful. The card is way too good. Like, it is. You can cast. It, it has. It's a four mana reanimate spell with a flashback cost of sacrificing three creatures. Yeah. Boy, it's, howdy, is that card broken? It's. It is a four mana reanimator spell that if you get it into graveyard, you get to reanimate something for free. Yes. Like literally for free. <laughs> <laughs> With, no cost. Yeah. And, like, that card would be good even without the insane hoops that Dredge jumps through, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, like just straight up, I think you could play that card and it would be good. Probably. Like, like it's know. just a value card, right? Like, oh, dude. imagine the card in standard right now. Mm-hmm. Green, black. Reanimate my Azoni. Just, like, Like, yeah. sack three creatures, get back Azoni. At minimum, you oh. just... You got you replaced all of those creatures with a one one and got a two three that can sack more creatures and draw you cards. Yeah, like it's just at minimum, mm-hmm. like that is insane. Oh my god, in standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the card is just too good. Like it, yeah. it's just one of those things. Like I was just thinking about cost reduction cards, and when you said Dredger, it was like, oh, Tinker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about cost reduction cards. Yeah, like every artifact in my deck costs three mana. Yeah. And I can tutor it up. And Fletcher gets a stuffy doll with it. Yeah, I, I can play that card in a deck because I, because I get crap with it. <laughs> in regards to free spells, yeah, I have a really, really... I have one word I'm going to say okay. that will explain to anyone who doesn't understand the value of free spells. It's a mechanic. The mechanic is called Storm. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, the single most broken free spell mechanic ever created. Yes. Fight me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you win this one. Like, like yeah, I, I'm so far behind on podcasts right now mm-hmm. um, that I've actually, um, in the deer stand, was listening to um, uh, Rosewater's uh, <laughs> uh, going through um, Unstable. 
yep. through each card. And he was talking about Crowstorm. Yep. And, you know, the one card, they printed it silver border in there, and it has Storm. Yep. And people were like, well, why, why can't you print this card in, like, a supplemental set in black border, you know, blah, 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 stuff like that. And, like, he, like, he literally said, he's like, we printed it in silver border at the cost it's at so that we could print it and people could have fun with it in cubes and stuff like that. Because Storm is so broken that if we printed this card in black border, it would be magnitudes more expensive and borderline unplayable because we would just it would just break stuff in half. Yeah, because, like, you, what format do you make it legal in? Yeah. Like... Every single storm card ever printed is bad on rate. Oh yeah, tendrils of agony, four mana. Target player loses two life. You gain two life. Garbage. Yeah. Uh, grape shot. Target player deal one damage to any target. Two, two mana. mana. Um, empty the warrens. Four mana. Make two one one goblins. Temporal fisher. Five, five mana. mana. Bounce something. <laughs> Return a permanent to its owner's hand. Mind's Desire, six mana. Shuffle your library. Reveal the top card of your library. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Yeah. Uh, actually, there's one perfectly reasonable fair storm card. It's the five mana ramp spell. That one's fine. <laughs> that one's fine. That one can stay. Okay. Wing shards can stay too. Wing shards. Wing shards is fine because it can't win you the game. Is no the thing. Three mana tar- uh, target player sacrifice an attacking creature. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. That's, yeah. Like those are okay. Like those are all. Bad on rate, though. That's yeah. the thing, right? Oh, They're yeah. fine. They're bad on rate. I remember when I got Temporal Fissure. I think, like, I just got a bunch of cards from somebody, I think, like that. And I was looking through it. I'm like, I'm like, this card is crap. Yep. Like, five, like, I'm not paying five mana to bounce somebody's stupid creature or anything like that. And now I play that card in one of my stupid EDH Storm decks. And yep. I have literally bounced your entire board with that card. Yes. Like, you, you once asked me, you're like, how do I make a really unfun casual deck just to piss people off? And I, I'm pretty sure I linked you a picture of Temporal Fisher. And I'm like, oh, I know that card. <laughs> <laughs> like, this card. This yeah. is how you make everyone at the table miserable but you. Yeah. Because Storm. Yeah. All those cards are really bad when you only get one copy of it. Yep. When you get 20... Yeah, things are a little different. Okay. <laughs> a, little, a little When Tendrils of Agony says, win the game. Yep. When Grapeshot says, win the game. Like, you know, you're kind of like... When Empty the Warren says, win the game next turn. Yeah. Mind's Desire, cast your whole deck. Yeah. When when Temporal Fisher just says, laugh at your opponents. Yeah. Like... <laughs> One-sided upheaval. <laughs> yeah, like, just... You don't even need anything else. It's like, who cares? Like, you just bounce everything they have. It's like, okay, you got 50 cards in your hand, like, and, okay, attack you with my stupid tutu until you die, like, because you're never doing anything again because I'm probably holding a capsize, too, because F you. <laughs> All right. Real talk. All right. A little, little on topic, but off topic. All right, let's do it. Ignite Memories. Ooh, I need to get that card actually. How good is like how do we how does that compare on the on the comparing all the different storm cards? Cuz it can win the game on its own, but it's really 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 bad at winning the game on its own cuz it's it's random. Yep. It's, like you can mathematically miss. Yep. As Patrick Chapin is so 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 willing to tell anyone. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> math. <laughs> yep. Uh, one of the best moments in Magic. Um, yes. <laughs> but eight to one to win. Yeah. <laughs> and lost. Uh. <laughs> so like, I'm like, I just, I'm honestly not sure like how that card's still that good. It's, like, it's obviously good. It almost won a freaking Pro Tour. Like, <laughs> I mean, he only cast it what four times? Five. Five, five, okay. co- yeah, five, 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 five copies, copies ignite memories. Okay, yeah, all right. But like, in certain decks, if you're playing that, you're casting it like an infinite number of times. Okay, yeah, you're mouthing the lyrics <laughs> of the song. <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, so you, you cast that, you cast that card what twenty times? Mm-hmm. And if they have a one mana card in their hand, like they're dead. They're dead, basically. Like. I mean, it can still miss. Like it can obviously, miss. they could be holding a land. Yeah, there you go. Okay, but I like... once I once gave a guy shit because he actually built Storm in EDH, and as he was going off, he cast a he cast a cryptic command countering his opponent's creature and drew a card. And I'm just, and when it was all done, I'm like, you you screwed up. He's like, why? I'm like, you should have bounced their twelve drop to their hand. Yeah, increase the chance your ignite memories killed them. Yeah, <laughs> in my stupid EDH deck, I want to get an ignite memories in there as one of the win cons. 
because the dream is just to like infinite temporal fissure your board ignite memories for infinite and just you know whatever <laughs> mathematically speaking you're dead <laughs> you're dead but yeah i don't know that card's good like you copy anything like that and it starts getting yeah starts getting good like, for the most that's part. the thing about storm it's literally free spells it is the most broken mechanic ever printed so john speaking of free spells how about um uh I'm trying to remember what the name of this card is creeping chill. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> uh, yes, the Renaissance of modern playable dredge. Is that card actually good? It fixes one of their bad matchups by making it no longer completely bad, and it does give them reach against control and yada yada. Is this yada, a moral yada, thing yada, for you? Yada. It is a moral. I will never play dredge playing creeping chill because sovereign's bite is not a playable magic card, <laughs> and it's still not playable when you double its mana cost uh, and make it free. <laughs> I guess. The, uh. Uh, but along the lines of free spells, however, and yep. cost reduction, another deck that I really, really enjoyed, Blue Red Emerge. Oh, yeah. Also played into the free discard outlets. Like, literally everything we've talked about is summed up in this deck. I played prized amalgams that I could never cast. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I played two different uh, scabs, mm -hmm. both of which had mana cost and then discard two cards to get them back for free without casting. I had um, Kozilek's Return, which I got to cast for free, and I once flashed back three at one time and killed my opponent's Emrakul. Because <laughs> I'm awesome. And cost reduction on my Elder Deep Friend of it costing two mana. Effects in your upkeep. Effects in your upkeep. Like, that deck just nicely encompasses everything, where I almost never... The only spell I ever cast in that deck, if things were going well, was a turn two card Thardic Reunion and Elder Deep Meat. <laughs> and I would hopefully never cast another spell the entire game. It was... Man, I felt so bad for any control deck. They did not <laughs> Sitting there looking chance. at their hand, being like, well... <laughs> That's a nice counter spell you got there. I once had someone disallow the activation on one of my scabs. And I just did it again. <laughs> and you're like, sweet. How'd <laughs> uh, that disallow feel? Really, really bad? I thought so. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm so, not a sadist. <laughs> so we're going to quickly get into the realm of uh, cards that are not really like broken, but are really good. And I think people don't value them enough to some degree. But... Actually, maybe some people are not overvaluing some of them. But so, first one, mana accelerants. Yes, I think people are t almost have gone above the line on this one, almost to some degree. Uh, yes and no. People still do not evaluate El or Land of War Elves as well as they should. Hmm. But there are also mana accelerants that people think are like they they get played more than they should. Yeah, you know, like. Every time, you know, there is even the remote chance of there being a ramp deck, everyone is like, oh my god, ramp spells. I'm like, well, you're not ramping in anything relevant. Like, no. man, accelerants need a payoff. Oh, yeah. Like, my sweet 03 Dominaria draft deck that had three Goro from the Ashes, <laughs> and I had some other, like, man, I don't know, no payoff. <laughs> I just I just whiffed on a payoff. I'm like... I'm like, I'm just going to take these cards. I got to get something eventually. My, like, my best cards were two of the stupid 5-5 five, five Death Touchers. <laughs> like, that was... Oh. But, but you can cast it on turn four. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a lot of people who do over-evaluate Mana Accelerants. There's also people who just don't understand the value of Mana mm -hmm. Accelerants. Like, like I said, uh, Land of Realms was just... Everyone is like, this card's unplayable because Chain Whirler. And I'm just like, nah. Nah. Nah, brah. Nah, brah. <laughs> I am perfectly fine paying a one-mana Lotus yep. Petal to play my 3-4. Yeah, dang right. Like, <laughs> that is, that turn, is... turn one, Elf, turn two, Bront, come at me. Yep. Like, <laughs> Someone was giving me shit for that today. Um, they're like... They're like, are you still playing that, like, dinosaur deck? I'm, I'm like, I have never played a dinosaur deck ever, and I don't plan on it. We kind of did. Our, our Ixalan block-constructed Jun deck was kind of a dinosaur deck. And because it... Well, that that's literally what Manny said. He's like, John, you literally just played a dinosaur yesterday. I'm like, what? He's like, 
you played Ripjaw Raptor. I'm like, go to hell, Manny. And he's like, you also played Thrashing Brontodon in your Constrictor deck. I'm like, go to hell, Manny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that deck is referred to as the snake deck, and it only has four snakes in it. Yeah, Just saying. <laughs> but. It was green-black counters. Nah, it was, it was Danger Noodle. That's what it was. But Danger like, Noodle dot deck. Yeah. I mean, but even a deck that we just kind of, like, looked down our noses at, like, it was powerful to go turn one, Mountain Lawnmower, turn two, land, Steel Leaf Champion. Like, yep. Like, that's legit. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> the deck was bad compared to our deck, because our deck was awesome. Yes. But, you know, once again, Mad Accelerant, three fours. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, that's a nice chain whirl you got there. Mine's bigger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You're you're doing something right when your deck you looked at it and you're like, Man, Jade Light Ranger is a good card. But it's just not good enough in this deck. Like <laughs> Like when you look at your deck and the worst card you have is that, like you're set. Like yep. I think you just like, okay, we're fine here. Like Hey, in the final iteration of that deck, I cut Jade Light Ranger. I know. Because like, it wasn't good enough. It was not good enough. It was like, there's just better cards than Jade Light Ranger. And that card's good. Like, that card's legit as shit, man. Yeah. Like, like, but the problem is it was like a 6.5 and we were playing 7s and higher. Like, yep. you know. Just weird. But, like, I, you know, even now, like, being able to ramp into that card, turn 3 is a good thing to do. Like, yeah, it and accelerating. Like, it like, is actually a thing that the Green Blacks deck do right now. You know, because... Yeah. Well, Land of Elves is suddenly playable now, even though Chain Whirler still exists. It's like, it's, all right, guys, Oh, whatever. my goodness, yeah. Like, I don't know. It was always playable. People just cried when they they lost their Lotus Petal. Like, that's what it was. Like, yep. you know, whatever. Chain is really well positioned right now, in my opinion. Random two cents. Gonna whirl some chains on them, people? Probably not. I don't think I don't have enough time to test the deck. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, it's a Nambo with uh, Takali Honor Guard. And I'm really high on that card right now. I was going to say, your deck beats it. You've been really high on that card, so... Thanks for driving around unloading stuff at the dump with me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like like head-built that deck there, but... Yep. So, but, yeah. So, this one is a weird one on the list here, but, like, this is... These are, like, things... This isn't broken or even like really really good, and it's focused primarily towards limited. A little bit at construct, but most like mostly mostly limited. Um, I don't think people realize how good spell lands are, like lands that have another effect. Yes, people understand the value of man lands. Man lands, like yeah, like people, get that. Are, yeah, people are like yeah, man lands are good. I mean, I literally played a deck that was man lands dot deck for a while in yeah. Legacy. So <laughs> I think people. They don't understand the value of something like the temples. Yep. The temples, it, they didn't just dominate the format they were in because they were the only rare lands available. Mm-hmm. They dominated because Scry 1 is so freaking good. It was way like, better than people thought. The Scry lands are literally playable in Legacy, or in Modern. They're only played in one modern deck. They're played in Ad Nauseam, because Ad Nauseam doesn't care about their you know first two turns doing anything. Yep. But it's like... People, there are certain decks that I think should legitimately consider playing them if they can basically take off their first, like, couple turns. Yep. And no one does. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, it really depends on the deck, but, like, effects on lands is super good. Mm-hmm. Once again, a very, very good example. A card that I would have never cut from the deck, even though it did punish us on occasion, if near Deadlands. Dude, that card was great. Like, yeah. like, yeah, there there were times when you're like, if this was any other, like, land, you know, we'd be fine. If it was just a swamp, it'd be better. But, like, there are so many times where that card was the card that got you out of a jam. Yeah. And it gave you something to do with your mana when you were out of cards in your hand, had nothing, you know, and couldn't do anything else. Like, also, that card just sniped people. Yeah, like people forgot the card even existed all the time. Like I had one guy literally be like, "Oh, I thought it was a swamp." It's like, really, really? Doesn't even look like, like it. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. another prime example of uh, lands that have u- unique effects. Mm-hmm. Part of the if near dead land cycle. Yep. Got banned in standard. Yes. Ramanop runes. Yep. That card li- uh, said, 
four mana, tap it, sacrifice a f- desert, shock something. Yeah, shock something, which is like the most underwhelming thing ever to some degree. Like, yeah. But, oh my god, is that good? Like, like no, no joke, the lands alone in the mono red deck could deal 20 damage to your opponent. <laughs> Because uh, you played four Ramanop runes yep. and four of the Sun Scorched Desert. Each desert was effectively three damage, and the yep. Ramanop runes were shocks in and of themselves. Yep. You could 20 your opponent with just your mana base. Like, that's. Yeah. Insane. Insane. <laughs> like, the thing is, is like, and it's. You have to play lands in your deck, you know? Yes. Like, and obviously planning about, like, them being tap lands and stuff, that's a cost. Like, I'm not you know discounting that but like man just being able to or a lot of them are tap lands those ones weren't which mm. is probably why they were so damn good um but like having that availability and basically n- getting extra value out of a slot that it's like a it's like a, a free extra slot yeah in your like, deck it is having lands that do something like the desert cycle means that like even when you're flooding you can mm-hmm. have something to do yeah like that is very, very relevant. Like, it is effectively, like, it is mana when you need it early, and it is a spell mm-hmm. when you need it late. Yeah. And, or, like, even if it's just one of those, like, shitty ones from, um, uh, Zendikar, like, Hallowar oh. Depths. Yeah. Enter the battlefield, look at the top three cards of your library, put them back in any order. That's I mean, that's still good. Like, that's like, still value. Or the, um, uh, like Colony Garden, up. like, the, makes the O one plant. Yeah. Like, that's a free creature. Yeah, that card sees a shit ton of play in modern. Yeah, in one deck. I mean, one deck. But it yeah, sees play in modern. But I mean, like even in like draft and stuff like that. Like um, uh, all like all except like one or two of the memorials are really good in Dominaria. Mm-hmm. Like you get you know any of the lands that can do stuff late like are just just value. Like I mean, one of the, one of my favorites is that stupid um, uh, blighted cataract from um, uh. <laughs> uh Battle for Zendikar. Six mana draw two. But, like, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, if you're at the point where you want to sacrifice your land to draw cards, like... You'll take it. I like, mean, it's something. You're, you're taking something that is likely dead and turning it into useful resources. Like, mm-hmm. that's good. You know, like, I think... I I feel like a lot of times people just... They look at the effect on it. Like, it's easy to look at, um, uh, you know, Ramen Up Runes and just be like, oh, it's just too damage. Yep. Like, it's just a Keldon Necropolis. How good could it be? Yeah, right? Like, and, and it's way better than that. Like, you Keldon know. Necropolis is unplayable garbage. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I know. But God, um, I hate that card. <laughs> but, like, that's just. You're, you're basically getting these effects for, for, air quotes, free or very, very low cost in mm-hmm. some ways. Like, you know, being able to. And utilizing that land slot instead of a spell slot that you have in your deck, like, is just so powerful especially in limited like it's just a lot of times uh, like a free a free card mm-hmm. you know but yeah you know, t- playing a tap land is nowhere near as bad as people think lsv yeah. thinks boros deck should probably be playing at least two boros guild gates that is the aggressive deck in the format and he thinks they should be playing a tap land to make their mana better i mean in a two color deck yeah. playing a tap land is nowhere near as bad as people think it is no. especially when it gives you late game value yeah, like, and that's the big thing is is that late game value. Like, uh, what was there? There was another one I was thinking of from Origins. It made like a bunch of Thopters or something, right? Uh, Thopter, Thopter Foundry. Yeah, Thopter Assembly. Thopter something like that. Something along the lines. But yeah. Like, yeah, like, I mean, that one was just straight up colorless, which made it less good and in limited. But still, like, late game being like, we're out of resources stuff. Ah, I'll just make some creatures. Like I played it in one of my standard decks in that format i'm pretty sure i wouldn't be surprised it was in one of the aristocrats versions of the yeah. decks i was playing which makes sense because now yeah. you you get to yeah you know, you've ground this game out super late game you have a bazillion lands in front of you like make two, two low two, on two, cards two, one one flyers yeah, low on cards in hand. make make some one one flyers yeah turn that turn that shit sideways because guess what you're, <laughs> you're, you're your husk or something's eating that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's just one that i've always had on my radar a little bit but yeah. The only good ones in standard right now are the memorials. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that really sees play is Memorial to Folly in the green black deck. Because the deck's already mm-hmm. trying to grind everyone into the dust, yeah. anyways. And being right? able to get something back is yeah. just good. Yeah, it's or basically that, free. That one is the one that returns something, right? Yep, return okay. a creature cool. from Yeah, that one's good. 
Memorial of the Genus did see play uh, last standard format when the decks were two color, but unfortunately playing a three color mana base means playing a tapped, only taps for a blue land is a lot yeah. more risky in control. The red one's garbage, the white one is too expensive for what it does, and green one is also too slow. Yeah. But Memorial of the Folly is sweet. I mean, standard has a high bar. Yeah, standard does have a high bar. Yeah, so. But, but still worth. Worth thinking about stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Mono blue control. Get there. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs to ferry? Control decks need to ferry. Yes. yes. They really do. They really do. Um, yeah. John? Anything else? Uh, I think that's it for... For now, at least. Things I can think of. Okay. Well, we're at an hour, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, yeah, if you guys want to... Uh, shoot us some feedback. You can send us an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. You can catch, on, catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Uh, you're probably getting this from thelocalmeta.com, but you can check out that for anything else. Post silly comments and poems and stuff or whatever. Um, yeah. We still have consistent people who listen on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. It exists. If they keep if they keep listening, I'll keep posting it. I appreciate you, SoundCloud people. I see your existence. I, we do. I do. Every Thursday when I download the episode to listen on my way up to Virginia. You can download <laughs> it from the site too. I can, but I go to SoundCloud. Okay, I'll it's the first it. thing that pops up when I Google. Okay, so. sounds good. Yep. All right. Science. Cool. John, any, anything else? No. Cool. Ooh. I'm resisting making finger guns at your things since you made fun of me last time. Okay. You deserved it. I know. But. All right. <laughs> then we will catch you next time. See ya.